This is DWZ Podcast with J-Rod here, the lead at WrestleZone's very own podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod here. So, well, I'm back, folks. It's been nearly, uh, let's see, two weeks now. Uh, I was supposed to do a podcast last week. Uh... Right after Comic-Con, but the truth is, I was tired, I, my body was feeling like shit, and I was like, doing all this. Now, some of you may know, really, I was working at, you really working at the Comic-Con? Yeah, I was working in the San Diego Comic-Con for five days straight, from Wednesday all the way to Sunday. Now, you may have heard that AEW were there. Yes, folks, they were there. And no, I did not meet. Well, I did meet one of them. And that is none other than the Painmaker slash Demogod slash La Champion slash The Wizard. Let's just call it slash whatever. But anyway, Chris Jericho was there and I managed to see him. And I did not see any other wrestlers there. But a friend of mine did took a photo with CM Punk which was one of the happiest moments. But me, I was okay with Chris Jericho because, you know, he was there. He had to leave sooner because he had to go to the Comic-Con Museum in Balboa Park, which is an area that is very famous down here in San Diego. If you guys ever come to San Diego, you guys know what I'm talking about. So it was great. I did not see any other wrestler. Well, I did see John Morrison. I did see Psychosis. So I, I was I didn't take a photo with any of those guys, but yeah. I was pretty much surprised, but it was great how things have been for me. But as soon as the day, the week was over, my body was like shit. I was like completely out of it. My leg, it's still fucked up because I had to do a lot of walking all over the goddamn place. But it's part of my job. I was only roving around my area, which is Hall B, and nothing big goes on me. But we, the only thing I am only concerned about is line control, which is normal. Now, some of you probably ask, uh, what's the topics of today? Well, the first one is one that has been already been discussed before. And I'm talking about the, the AEW World Trios Championship. Now, this was announced on AEW Dynamite last week. Now, so, or two weeks ago. So, anyway, some of you probably say, J-Rod, we don't need this. We already have the, the AEW tag team titles. Well, there's a reason why. I have seen several promotions that actually have trios championship. Like, wait, like AAA has them. Uh, CMLL has them. Lucha Underground. Uh, Ring of Honor had them. Has, had, well, they still do. Uh, New Japan has the Never Open Weight six-man tag team champions. And then there's, of course, the Open the Triangle Gate, which is a trios championship out of Dragon Gate. Uh, oh, yeah, and there's the Artist of Stardom, which is the trio's belt in Stardom. But some of you never understood the, understand the concept about what is the concept about this. Well, this is something I learned when I was, I'm watching Stardom, as you guys know. Now, as you all mentioned, to, I mentioned this time and time again, and I know it gets boring. I'm a fan of the Cosmic Angels. I became a fan of them before they became the Artist Champions, and they had the most consecutive wins before losing the titles to Hemet Boy, which is Donna DeMondo's members, um, Himika, Micah, and of course the former member, now member of Cosmic Angels, Natsu Boy. 
the idea of these titles, from what I understand in their way, it's about who proving who is the strongest faction or unit in the promotion. And I think that's always been the case. And I think that's what tells us in AEW. Now, this concept was brought upon of back in the early 2020 during uh, the time of the Jericho Cruise. If you guys remember, AEW did some shows there. And because of that, it kind of was brought upon. However, the obvious question is, when was this going to happen? Well, we didn't know. I wasn't sure if we were ever going to get these titles. But, unfortunately, we were announced and we were all happy for it. And I think, for me, having these titles is something we definitely need. It gives more uh, opportunities that it needs for morality in AEW. Now, keep in mind, there's a lot of tag teams we could have. I mean, look, we got the House of Black. We got the... Jericho's Appreciation Society, we have the Dark Order, the Undisputed Elite, um, who else am I missing? Oh yeah, the Gun Club, all three of them. I'm trying to think of anybody else, but yeah, it would fit perfectly. Or have makeshift, oh yeah, the, the Factory, that's one. And I think there's a lot of things that could happen in this particular thing that I enjoy, would love to see. And I just... Hopefully, everybody can get on the bandwagon like me. So, but I, the, if you guys ask me which of the trio's championship I'm more, how to say, into. I like to say more into the the artist stardom uh, championship because there, it's always been about proving who is the strongest unit. And I think that's always been. If you guys want to know who is the current uh, st uh, artist champions, that is none other than Donna Demont, no, audio, um, oh no, Oda Time members. Saki Kashima, um, Starlight Kid, and Momo Wananabe. Now, these ladies won these titles back uh, in Flashing Champions away from uh, from Odatai Himet Boy, and that led to what happened. So, it proven they wanted the, they, they are the strongest, but they also were the smartest faction. However, Don and Demondo tried to reclaim these titles back, but failed twice. Julia tried it with uh, Micah, and then, of course, what's um, her name? Oh, yeah. With my Sakurai, it failed one again, and then we tried again later with Julia, but this time, instead of having my Sakurai, uh, she had um, Himika failed again. So that's what I like about the whole thing. But I want to see how they're going to utilize, um, of course, the art, the our, uh, tri the AEW trio, World Trios Championship. That is something I'm definitely looking forward to it. So we'll see what happens. Now, speaking of stardom, as you know, we've just began the opening rounds of the five-star Grand Prix. Now, this is the annual tournament that they normally do. This is similar to the G1. Um, the only difference now between this, uh, as you know, right now... Um, there's only uh, two blocks in this one. Unlike New Japan, they only have four, A, B, and A, B, C, D. And I think it tells us a lot about it. Um, there are certain wrestlers that are not involved. There were some changes in the whole thing. Uh, Tekla from Donna DeMondo was unable to compete because she was not medically cleared. So the person that took over her position is none other than uh, Momokogo. She had her first match but she lost in the hands of my sakurai so basically i don't 
picture my Sakurai ever winning the cha the tournament. But there are those who are saying who could be. There's like Julia. Um, what's her name? Tam Nakano, who I believe could win that tournament. Uh, who else do I believe? Well, let's see. There's like Risa Sarah for one. Well, there's plenty of people who could win the tournament. But there's some interesting developments that took place during the two opening rounds. One of them was, in fact, um, Tam Nakano and Natsupoi deciding they want a challenge for the Goddesses tag titles. Now, you probably say, why would they uh, challenge? Well, apparently... Um, What's their name? FWC from Stars. He, um, Koguma and Azuki issued a challenge because they had this the problem over the fact of the revolution that they started. So they think it's a load of crap. But <laughs> I think it's it's kind of interesting that now this is gonna happen. But apparently, um, the other members. Um, Unagi and Nina will be teaming with Saki to proceed for the artist belt. And I think it's going to be interesting how they're going to go with that. Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to that, to be honest with you. Because I'm like, we're going to see which if they can obtain these belts. And it's going to be a he oh hell of a time to watch, you know, if you guys are big fans of that. So, yes. Now, there is more of the... Uh, tournament taking place soon um i'm gonna be following if you guys have followed in my youtube channel i will be reviewing every last of the inch i can get so stand by on that right now so let's move on to the next subject um okay this one i know definitely what wants everybody wants to talk to me about this and i'm gonna do it we have triple h as you know he is the head of the um of the creative team. Now, I know we all can say how happy that he's back because of the situation that took place with Vince. As you know, Vince McMahon has announced his retirement, and Triple H was one of those people that fans have been hoping that he would come back. That, you know, it's because, as you know, we prefer Triple H running things the way it ha always has been. As you remember, he was removed from NXT because he was the scapegoat. They blamed him for the for the failure of the Wednesday Night War. And now it seems that things are going back to, un, to his place, but with a much better, better game that we ever going to see. Now, when this was announced, uh, Fightful Select even contacted those who were Triple H's guys. Now, they asked them the question, what would they think about Triple H making their way, return to, to uh, WWE, working now? And some of them said that they wish they could have stayed because they would have known some of this. But to be honest with you, I don't know if that is like something that they ought to believe. Because the thing is, we don't know if that was the real case, what was going to happen. Because... WWE were stepping into the unknown, in my opinion, about the changes that were taking place with Triple H being removed and all of that. We were dealing with a whole lot of crap that was happening, you know, uh, the change of direction, recruitment, that sort of thing. 
But Triple H is one of those guys um, that I remember people talk about. Like, I remember Triple H mentioned how frustrated he's been with all the guys that he recruited that went to NXT and then went to the main roster were not being fairly treated well because of this BS crap that Vince put them through. And I understand that because these are guys that Triple H has high hopes for. But guys that Vince, these guys that Vince see, he doesn't see hopes for them. I mean, look what happened. We remember what happened with Adam Cole. There were rumors that they wanted to make him into a manager, and I'm like saying, what the fuck is this? The only reason they wanted to turn him into a, into a manager, was because he's too damn short. This is the same kind of crap we heard before with Chris Jericho. If you guys remember, they did not want Vince did not want him to be a champion because he's too short. You know what I say to that? Who fucking cares about how big or short the it champion has to be? The champion is the best. But no, Vincent has a better idea. And look what happened to FTR too. These guys were being treated like a comedy relief team. And look at them now in AEW. They're succeeding. They are th ch tag team champions from three different promotions. AAA, Ring of Honor, and IWGP uh, tag team titles from New Japan. So tell me. How can they miss that shit? That is the obvious question. And there were female wrestlers that should have been at the top of their game. But no! They're relying on wrestlers who sh were believing they're going to be the real deal. What about the ones who deserve opportunities? That's the problem. But it did not go exactly like that. But now that Triple H is back, that's when the whole buzz is happening. We just saw, if you guys saw SummerSlam, we saw the return of Bayley, but she didn't come alone. She has Io Shirai and Dakota Kai. I was so happy that that happened because I feel Io Shirai is a fantastic wrestler. And I know many fans want to see her, but you know how these things change. And then we saw Dakota Kai, who was released back in April. Now, there are still some wrestlers that haven't been signed yet. I don't know if they're waiting right now, like, for them to get the call from Triple H saying, hey, guys, can you come back? But right now, in from several reports, they're saying current wrestlers who at the top of the game are worried that their spots will be taken by those who Triple H is going to put. Look, I understand they should be worried, but this was a mess that, tr that Vince McMahon started. He was relying on too much on certain wrestlers instead of building the younger wrestlers, the ones who were upcoming. If you guys remember, not like a couple years ago, the USA Network were upset with Vince. Their deal was, we want fresh talent. Did Vince do that? The answer to that is, fuck no. He did not. He was relying on Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. What about the fresher talent that comes from NXT? What about them? But no, Vince doesn't believe in them. He doesn't believe they have what it takes to be champions. No, they're not. I have better things for them. That was the whole problem right there. Vince was out of touch, to be honest with you. But now that he's gone, I feel things could happen, but not overnight. It's going to take time. Now, since Triple H is back, as you know, there's been talk about having Naomi and Sasha Banks returned. Apparently, WWE are working a way to set up a new deal to reconcile with them. Now, Right now, there are the divisions amongst the fans. Now, some fans 
don't want Sasha Banks back because they think she is a bad problem. Look, I don't blame Sasha Banks for what she feels. How many times has she been disrespected as a tag team champion? Twice. Twice, people. The first time, they gave the titles to the Iconics after one month. And now, history repeats itself again. And, of course, they're all saying, oh, what's her, the, the Naomi follow? Look, understand this. If there's something you don't like, I get it. But here's the problem. If you have a problem that Sasha Banks is going back, this is my words. So fucking deal with it. Triple H likes Sasha Banks. Now, if you have a problem with that, fine. Send a petition to Triple H. Tell him that you don't want it. But I highly doubt he's going to listen to you. You know why? Because he believes in Sasha Banks. That's the thing. So just deal with it, guys. There's nothing we could do about that. If Triple H has high hope for Sasha Banks, then that's how it's supposed to be. Triple H believes in Sasha Banks. But how many times has Sasha Banks has been disrespected? A lot. But right now, I believe Triple H is going to save the women's division. But if you guys don't like that, then get the fuck out of the WWE women's division bus. Trust me. So... I'm happy that all of this is going to happen, but here's the other thing. There are people who have been making this thing up. I don't know if it's true. They're saying, hey, we got the open forbidden door thing could happen. True, but to be honest with you, would that benefit WWE? That's the problem we face. We know AEW has a working relationship with many of the other promotions like DDT, Tokyo Pro, New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, we could see soon the Forbidden Door with stardom soon. We don't know when. I would love to see that. But I don't know about WWE. If they have that in mind, yes. But keep in mind, there's been a lot of disrespect with certain wrestlers who were in coming from Japan or stardom. Now, look what happened with Kairi Sane. She made the choice to go back. If you fans have a problem with it, deal with it. I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, look, she was fantastic, but it's not easy for people like her, you know? And right now, she is kicking ass in Japan. And I failed to mention this. She's going back to get a a title shot for the white belt. So deal with it. And then you look at Kushida. He just made his return to Japan. But not only that, he is not currently in Japan, like living there. He just moved his family to L.A. where it can be a little bit more closer to go to Japan. It only, from LA to Japan, it only takes about 18 hours of flight, if you can believe that. You know why? Because that's how it is. He, it's easier. And not to mention, he could go to the LA dojo and train with Shibata. It's very simple. But, as you know, they uh, Kushida just had his a big moment with um, Alex Shelley, and it was a great match. I loved it. But it ended in a time limit draw. And uh, I think that's pretty much it What now. But we'll see who makes the return back with Triple H. And there's and there's possibilities that could happen. Now, our last thing we're going to talk about is Ric Flair's last match. 
Now, there were some good matches I did like. We saw wrestlers coming from New Japan, Impact Wrestling, um, MLW, the whole possibility. Even GCW invaded because Nick Gage felt that Conrad Thompson disrespected him. Disrespected GCW without inviting them to the whole event. And they showed up at the bunkhouse brawl. Now, let's skip to the last match. That way we can get a much better idea of what's going on. The main event was Jay Lethal, who looked up to Ric Flair, teaming up with uh, Ric Flair's longtime rival, someone who does the similar strut, does the, uh, the same strut, and the figure four, Jeff Jarrett. They take on um, Ric Flair and his son-in-law, Andrade El Idolo. I thought it was a very interesting match, but it didn't felt much like a match. It felt like a much slower pace because of Ric Flair's old age. Now, I'm not calling him old. I, I feel like, I don't know, he's in his, what, mid-70s? If that's what it is? I don't know. I just feel like it didn't have too much with him. I think... Look, I understand for a guy of his age, he, he shouldn't be wrestling, but of course some people say he needed it. I get that part, but I don't know. I just feel that it's it just too much. But it did end it with Ric Flair applying the figure four onto Jeff Jarrett to win the match. But, I mean, look, the rest of the event was fine, but I don't know. I felt a bit myth about the last match with Ric Flair in it. I just don't know. I just I'm trying to how to say grabs for it. I just well, that's how it is for me. Hope everybody understands. So hopefully, so I think that's pretty much it. What we got. Uh, stay tuned for next week. Uh, we will get some more topics that I'm really, really want to get into, and uh, I'm still on recovery mode in case anybody asks. But yes, so I think that's pretty much what it got. So I'll see you guys in the next DWZ time. Same DWZ channel. I must bid all of you adieu. So goodbye. Mwah. And have a nice day. Bang!